This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, you know what time it is. It is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick, and we are dialed in for another fast-break session of Basketball More in the Game, the hottest podcast this side of a basketball court. And, of course, you know I got my main man, Coach Quick, on the side. Coach Quick, what's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about our special guest via telephone today. I feel like I'm inside at the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament waiting on Coach Mike Krzyzewski to draw up a back screen lob for one of the game's highest flyers to throw it down over J.R. Reed's head. And after this short break, we're going to come right back and introduce our very special guest. So make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's Coach Goins along with Coach Quick. And via telephone, we are so, so excited. In the middle of the ACC tournament, we have none other than Mr. Robert Bricky, a former Duke standout who is currently the investment advisor for LPL Financial. Mr. Bricky, welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be on your show. Uh, excited about what you're doing. Uh, you know, you call in with a purpose. And uh, anytime you're doing that, I'm all in. And going in quick sounds like a law firm. So we gonna, uh, we going to have some fun this morning. <laughs> yes, sir. Watch out now. So make as, as, Coach, as Quick, Coach Quick always say, make sure you got them, you got them on, you got them laced up tight. And uh, and I love that, Coach Quick. What a what a great setup uh, and that back screen lob. And I, you know what? I remember it quite well because you're exactly right. Mr. Bricky was definitely a high flyer back, and he may still be able to get up. Uh, and with that, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you, Coach Quick, for your uh, for your opening questions. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Bricky, my first question for you today is, what was the recruiting process and the experiment like for you coming out of high school? And who was in your top four? Man, you know, the rules have changed so much recruit, with recruiting over the years. Now, that was a long time ago. Uh, so uh, it got to be what it was bothersome uh, because, you know, they, they didn't have rules about when you can call kids and all. My phone would ring all the time and you always had mail and, you know, coaches calling all the time, you know, which is which is great. Uh, yeah, but it got to the point, I was like, man, I am tired of this. It got to the point where I didn't want to go home because I knew at a certain hour, coaches would start calling. Wow. And, uh, you know, because, you know, once you go, you know, go to school during the day, you got practice, you get home, you don't worry about homework and, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, I didn't want to be on the phone the rest of the night dealing with coaches. So uh, it got to be, it got to be where it was a little bit of a pain, but, uh, but it was a good process. I had, I had some, uh, some quality universities and quality people calling me and, and uh, we, you know, I, I sat out my high school coach and we developed a plan. And he said, yeah, you probably need to narrow this thing down so that you can, you can get you some, some peace of mind. So that's what we ended up doing at a certain point. Yes, sir. So um, would you say that you had a final list of like a top four or five schools that you were interested in? And how did you come, come to the decision-making process of picking Duke? Yeah, yeah, we did. We narrowed it down. And really, in the back of my mind, 
I was going to go to Wake Forest. At the time, Carl Casey was the head coach, and I really liked Carl Casey. Uh, that was my senior year. And then they ended up letting Carl Casey go, and they brought in a guy named Bob Stack. Mm. Yes, sir. And uh, so, uh, you know, I still like Wake. One, uh, I wanted to play uh, fairly close to home. I wanted my parents to have an opportunity to come see me play. And then uh, I wanted to go to a quality academic institution. And I thought Wake Forest was a good fit because I wanted a smaller campus. I didn't want to be at a large institution. And so Wake Forest worked for me. And so we visited. My parents and I drove up to Winston-Salem. And uh, we had a great visit. And we sat down with Coach Dak, and they treated us well. And, and I mean, it was a great visit. And I remember all the way home, my dad said, so what did you think? I said, well, I love Wake, but I don't think Coach Stack will be here very long. He said, why would you say that? I said, well, Winston-Salem is an is old town, old money, slow money. And I said, he, he's a New Yorker, fast talker. I said, that ain't going to last long. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, that, not, no, I was no ill will to work Coach Stack. I just I didn't think it was a marriage that was going to work very long. So on that ride home, in the back of my mind, I eliminated Wake Forest. Because I was like, I don't, I don't think this is going to work. Wow. So I had to look at some other schools, and uh, Duke was not recruiting me at the time. Uh, and so they were recruiting a kid named Stevie Thompson, who ended up going to Syracuse and uh, had a good career there. But then in the early signing period, Stevie chose Syracuse over Duke. And then Duke started looking for a guy to replace uh, Stevie's, Stevie's uh, uh, position. And that's when they started calling me. So they didn't start calling me until the fall of my senior year. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, then, and then Duke filled all those things I was looking for, a small institution, academic institution, close enough to my parents to see me play. And then uh, and they also played in the ACC. So uh, once we took a look, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good fit. And then my dad was uh, 27 years airborne in the Army, was a military guy, and he and Coach K were really connected because of Coach K's military background. Sounds like you know, it was a match made in heaven um, whenever you went went to Duke and you were able to um, meet Coach K and the coaching staff there. Um, Coach G, I'll kick it over to you. Well, you know what, guys, y- y- y'all are taking me back, man. What a great, what a great lead-in question. And and uh, Robert, when when you talked about Wake Forest and, and Coach Stack, it took me back. I know they they hired my former high school coach, my cousin Jeff Capel. Uh, and along with uh, along with uh, Coach Capel came a guy that you played against. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move into this session and, and we're gonna call it the name game. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna call out a couple former opponents that you played in. Some may be high school, some may be college guys that you went up against. And then we just gonna ask you, uh, you know, just to add a little comments. Uh, behind this, so the first guy we're gonna drop in is I, I was at a I was at a game one time, and this took place on the campus of E. E. Smith High School, and you were on the court, and this guy named Antonio Johnson uh, was on the court, and if my mind serves me right, Coach K was in attendance, and also Coach Stack was in attendance uh, in that game, and that game opened up with a couple dunks. So if you don't mind, take us back oh twenty plus years and, and, and talk about that uh, matchup uh, if you don't mind. You know, with, with some funny, I don't remember a lot about my high school days because it's so long ago. But I remember uh, he, I got hit with a back screen, and I looked, I turned around, 
Appreciate uh, appreciate you taking us back, Coach Quick. That was uh, that was, you, you was a young fella then, Coach Quick, because uh, I was. <laughs> so I certainly appreciate that. All right, so we go, we're gonna move north a little bit, and uh, this guy uh, played at uh, Carolina, Kevin Madden. I know you're making Coach Quick's day because he's definitely a Tar Heel. And actually, uh, Kevin and I, we live in the same town now, so I, I see him quite often when I go to the uh, local high school game. So next time I see him, I'll definitely uh, bring up the conversation. Yeah, I, cer- I certainly will. So we're going to slide over to North Carolina State. And this guy was in the post, Tom Gugliotta. He was almost a little bit before his time, like you were. He 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 almost uh, when I when I watch him play, he he, he kind of reminds me of, of a modern day big, a uh, stretch four. So uh, and yeah. I, so the last one I've got before we take a break, we're gonna we're gonna travel north, and we're gonna land in a, a small town in Virginia, and it's it's uh, Charlottesville on the campus, a uh, UVA, and this guy's name was Brian Stiff. Ooh man, you talking about underrated? Oh my goodness. Uh, that, that, you talking about having a good pro career that's underrated? 
shooting it, put it on the floor, strong, quick, athletic, it had good bounce. Uh, man, just uh, and kind of a quiet guy, like, you know, I love flash to his game, so. You know, you look up at the end of the night, like, you know, we, we had him in check. He had 29. <laughs> <laughs> when did he get 29? <laughs> and then I remember, I think he played with the Nuggets for a good stretch. Yeah. But I, and, and, man, I tell you, if you go back and look at his stats, man, he was a good pro. Like, again, never got the credit he deserved. And, you know, one of those quiet guys, kind of a quiet assassin. He was kind of like a Rodney Monroe. You look up, you know, you look up at the end of the night, Rodney got 32. You be like, I thought he had 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was, uh, he, he was hard to guard, bro. Hard to guard. Well, listen, we, we certainly appreciate uh, Robert taking time out and going back through uh, some of his former opponents from the high school uh, level as well as the collegiate level. So, listen, we're going to step away, pay a few bills, but who we have on today via telephone, a very, very special guest, former Duke All-American standout, Mr. Robert Bricky, who is currently investment advisor for LPL Financial. We'll be back after this quick break. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Hi, this is Coach Goins, and we are back on via telephone. Our very, very special guest, Mr. Robert Brickett. If you don't remember that, you're not a Duke fan. If you do remember that, you are a hoop fan, okay? we re- you, you may not be a Duke fan, but we respect you because you're a basketball fan, and you would definitely know who Mr. Robert Brickett is, a graduate of E.E. E. Smith, uh, high school in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and then went on and took his game north to Durham and played for one of the legendary coaches, Coach K. And we'll be talking about that later in the show. So I'm getting ready to kick it down to uh, the co-host. Coach, quick, what you got? Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Bricky, uh, now we played the name game with some of your former, um, former opponents. Now I'm going to kick out a couple of your former teammates. I'm to you. First name, Phil Henderson. Oh uh, man, Coach <laughs> Kelly and I was in class, and uh, we got to, we got to do the, the summer of 1986, and so we we ended up taking a couple of uh, uh, classes in that summer prior to our freshman year. So we had a couple few weeks to get to know each other before we the fall semester started, and uh, man, we had a ball, but played a lot of basketball. And first of all, Phil was we were about the same height, but Phil was super skinny, and uh, but. But man, you talk about a guy that could play. You know, you know he came from Chicago, so you know they got a different style of ball in Chicago. And uh, man, that, that dude could really put it on the floor, knock the shot down, mid-range three, and uh, really, really high IQ. And uh, just a, just a man, that guy just could do a lot of things, and, and, and was a fierce competitor despite his size. Because Phil might have been. 175 pounds freshman year, 
And uh, but but he would battle. He would battle. He would compete, man. And uh, and uh, we used to have some battles in the gym in the summer. Uh, that actually that was the year that Johnny Dawkins and Dave Henderson, those guys, graduated, and they were still around. So we played pickup with those guys, Mark Allery, Billis, uh, and man, you talk about some uh, an eye-opening experience. Uh, you know, I'm used to running around hooping in Fayetteville, and then all of a sudden I'm playing against these guys from from different parts of the nation that can really get it done, man. Phil Phil could, could could play with the best of them. Yes, sir. Okay, the next name. Danny Ferry. Man, I've never seen a 6'11 guy do what he did. And uh, again, uh, you, you talk about being ahead of his time. Danny was ahead of his time because, uh, you know, he was a he was a knockdown three-point shooter. And that was in the early days of the three-point line, too. So, he, you know, for a 6'11 guy to be out of the perimeter, knocking down shots, uh, was, was just unheard of at that time, as well as you know, a great free throw shooter, passer, super high IQ, and a great all around guy. I just saw him at the, uh, he was at the, at the Coach, K, Coach K's final game this past weekend, had a chance to catch up a little bit. But man, I, I was amazed at some of the things that he could do with his size. Just, a, just an incredible player. Yes, sir. The last name of the of this portion of the name game, Allah Aldel Nabi. <laughs> we, we, we were roommates. Oh, so wow. I really got to, I really got to know Allah, and uh, we still talk to this day. Uh, and uh, but again, Allah was uh, more of a traditional post guy, but you know six eleven. But he had great footwork and could use either hand around the basket. And and I watch a lot of basketball today, and I don't see guys that can do that today. And this is thirty five years ago. Mm. Uh, but uh, man, good athlete. Good touch around the basket. He had, a, you know, that was in the days of the jump hook. You know, you, you don't even see that anymore. But uh, uh, good, good jump hook with either hand, finish around the bucket, uh, rebound, defend, block shots. Man, it was. Uh, I was a good player. And then ended up having a pretty good uh, pro career until he, I think, injuries began to, uh, to, to tear his body down a little bit. But uh, a great guy. If you know him, you love him. It's a great personality, and uh, matter of fact, he is the color analyst for the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you ever watch the Sixers broadcast, you'll hear his voice. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I I tell you, you you've taken me back with this with the name game and just growing up as a Tar Heel fan, watching you guys battle. I mean battle back in the day. Mike Shesky, Dean Smith squads were were always the best. It's the greatest rivalry in all the sports. And I just appreciate you being a part of that rivalry. And man, just you taking me back. I, I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Coach T, I'll kick it over to you. Well, you know what, man, I'm telling you what. <laughs> dropping those names the way you're dropping the names, man, and and it's funny how how this is how my mind works. You know, as I'm sitting here and, and Robert's naming these guys off, and I remember this play, I remember this play, I remember when you guys were playing in Notre Dame, Rob. Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I'm, it it might have been a Sunday game. You came down, and I think David Rivers was was still at Notre Dame, and I could be wrong. But you, you smashed one. I mean, it was on NBC, and that's when NBC used to have games. And it was uh, – and I um, – gosh, the, man, the guy, he was a former Marquette coach. His name is uh, leaving me now. But 
you know, you were a player that just dominated the glass. You were, you were, when I say undersized, you're, you're, let me, and here's my question is when did you know you could play this game? Oh, this is a funny story. Uh, I, had, I had two older brothers. One is two years older than me. One is eight years older than me. And I'm younger, so I used to just play out in the backyard with my brothers. And, uh, and, we, and my, both my brothers could really play. And uh, my middle brother played in college. And, uh, and then uh, my oldest brother uh, was a football player, really good athlete as well. So, you know, I'm always just messing around in the backyard with them and and one day I was like, you know what, I think I could be out of this game. I was talking to my brother, I was like, well, if you want to be good, you got to play against tough competition. Now I'm probably in seventh, eighth grade at this time. Well, I'm probably six three, but I'm I'm a, I'm a bean pole. I'm probably 140 pounds. <laughs> and uh, so my brother said, we're gonna take you out to Fort Bragg. Let's play with the uh, with the soldiers. What? <laughs> he said, you, you said you want to be good in this game. You got to play against better competition. Right. So we get to the we, we get to Fort Bragg the first day. My brother looked me dead in the eye. My oldest brother said, "If you make one call, I pick your tail myself." <laughs> <laughs> so now, now I'm scared. <laughs> so we play it, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, this, these are grown men. These are these are military men. Yes. And I'm a and I'm an eighth grader. And uh, and man, I, I was getting beat up. And they, they took me out every weekend. We played Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. And I was like, you know what? This is not fun. And evidently, I'm not very good at it because I'm getting my tail kicked every weekend. And uh, so uh, we did that for about a year. And then one day I was out playing with some kids my own age. And I just dominated them. It wasn't even fun. You know what? Because I'm used to going out playing with soldiers and my brothers. And I said, well, maybe I do have a chance to be decent at this game. And so that's that's what set me on the path to pursuing the uh, uh, opportunities in basketball. You know what? When I tell you what, hats off to your brothers. Uh, I certainly appreciate them taking you out there because uh, I enjoyed your body of work. Uh, and like I said, uh, uh, those of you that don't know, I do know uh, uh, his brother Cedric really well. One heck of a player. Uh, and yep. when, I, when I say we're a heck of a player, they, I mean, I'm telling you, right? Because his, his brother and I went to the same university. Uh, his brother could go. Well, Coach, well, Coach Quick, you know. You, you, yes, you, sir. You, you know my tree. And if I, if I tell you a guy can play, he can play. Uh, and it, you know, and as, they, as the old saying goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So, listen, right yeah. now we get ready to step away, pay a few more bills. But we have on via telephone a very special guest, Mr. Robert Bricky. Absolutely one of the best that ever wore the Duke blue and played for Coach K in Cameron Indoor Stadium. We'll be back after this commercial break. Visit our website, coachgoins.podbean.com. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. All right, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick and our very special guest via telephone, former Duke standout. Well, you know what? Maybe like, once you're a blue devil, you're always a blue devil. So I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say former. So scratch that. So Duke standout, Mr. Robert Bricky, uh, from Fayetteville, North Carolina, via E.E. E. Smith High School. So we are going to move into the session, what we call moments of reflection. And before we tap into that, we're gonna talk a little bit about the ACC tournament. Uh, so as we're recording this show, uh, we know that Duke is Duke is in tonight, and Duke will be playing uh, Virginia Tech. 
Uh, and I know Coach Quick, and uh, he was dialed in last night, and his heels came up a little bit short. Uh, so with that, Coach uh, Coach Quick, I'll, I'll toss it over you before we toss it over to, to Rob to get his perspective on uh, how the Blue Devils do tonight. Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Um, as as um, Coach G was just talking about, the ACC tournament, uh, outstanding tournament this week Brooklyn has put on. Um, I'd just like to wish the Duke Blue Devils and the Virginia Tech Hokies the best of luck tonight in the championship game. I really feel like, you know, both teams came in with excellent game plans this week, and um, they executed them very well. I mean, Duke is stacked. I mean, from top to bottom, um, Wendell Moore is having a career year, and I'm, I'm just enjoying watching him play, you know, um, and and Paulo Banquero, him and um, A.J. Griffin, they brought it last night as well. But them Virginia Tech Hokies is something about Mike Young's squad. They're, they're defensive-minded. They're ready to roll. They're locked in. They're playing for their NCAA tournament live. So I'm expecting a great championship game tonight. But, um, uh, Coach Bricky, I just want you to take us back, you know, talk about this tournament and reflect on some, some from from the ACC tournament in the past. Well, man, listen, we, we were having this, I had this discussion with a couple of people this week. And they were like, where's the tournament? I said, Brooklyn. They're like, Brooklyn? I'm like, why is the ACC tournament in Brooklyn? Amen. I think, Amen. Because we're old heads, man. And, you know, we grew up in the day. I remember in middle school, a lot of teachers would roll a TV card in the room on that Friday. Watch out. At that time, they were only eight teams in the league, <laughs> and the tournament started on Friday. That's right. And, and, yep. and that was what you did on Friday. You That's watched right. ACC basketball. And, uh, and so, you know, but, you know, evolution of things, expansion, conference expansion, television contracts, all that. So it's, you know, I get it. It's about the money now, the TV contracts, but it's still a great league and it's still a great tournament, man. And, uh, you know, uh, you talk about good times, uh, but, it, but, you know, winning a tournament is hard because people don't understand. You got to win three days in a row. Wow. And sometimes it's a quick turnaround. If you play a night game at, at nine o'clock, you get done at 11, 11, 15, you got to turn around and play maybe the next afternoon. And so there's not a lot of time to prep, not a lot of time to rest your body, and then you got to play a third day. So, uh, but, but good times. And, you know, teams that are tough and teams that are mentally tough generally do well in this tournament, man. But it's a lot of history, a lot of tradition. You know, we were fortunate enough to win it, I believe, 1988. I thought we'd be Carolina that year. And uh, not, not, not to rub that in. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, just, man, uh, you know, they're doing that, that, that special on the history of the ACC tournament, man, if you watch it. And, you know, you guys are old enough to just, the, just some of the great names that have come through there, man, great teams, great coaches. Uh, and, you know, and you know how people embrace it around in this state because, you know, we have four, uh, well, at the time, we have four other eight schools in this state. That's so. Right. You know, people love ACC basketball in the state, man. So uh, it's just it, it's, it's too many memories to go. I can't. Even, I don't even know where to begin to start to try to describe uh, how much fun that is. Because uh, you know, you, you you're competing against your conference foes. Sometimes your in-state foes, and sometimes in-state rivals at the same time. And uh, you know, and it's a lot of bragging rights to be had for the winners uh, of that tournament. So. Uh, you know, uh, again, I'm, and, and I still, you, you know, you, you said former uh, Blue, Blue Devil, and you corrected yourself, but we still live and die 
when you do plays, and I, it's, sometimes, you know, it's funny, my dad, uh, my dad was military airborne 27 years, and, you know, he, he served, this will take you back, he served in Korea, the Korean War, think about that, That's right. that war is never even, never even missing anymore, and then Vietnam, and what was weird about him, if, there, if we were at a game, he would get up and walk out. He said, I can't, I can't, I, he couldn't stand to sit there and watch it. I was like, how did you serve in the, <laughs> during the war time? <laughs> how did you, how did you, he, he told me stories about being in a foxhole with bullets flying and bombs going off, and you can't sit here and watch the basketball game. <laughs> but, uh, so I still live and die uh, and do basketball. Yes, sir. Um, as we transition to our moment of reflection, um, as we begin to talk about, you know, Coach K and some others, I just want to read a note to you um, that was written to you, handwritten to you, as you begin your coaching career. Never stop learning. Work your tail off and be the best person that you can be. Could you elaborate on that note? I still have that note, and that's that fact I'm sitting in my home office, and it's around here somewhere. <laughs> uh, you know what? what he, he wrote when I got my first coaching job. He wrote me that note, and uh, and I, and at the beginning of my journey, I thought never stop learning. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I if I got to catch up to him, I'm never I'm never gonna have a chance. <laughs> Duke game um, 
when Zion was playing. I actually sit right behind this. I'm literally sitting right behind Zion. And I'm not a small guy. I'm, I'm 6'5", I'm 240. I'm not a small guy. And I felt small sitting behind Zion. I was like, this, this, it's amazing that he could get 275 pounds off the ground and do what he does. So just a, just a we need to get some. We need to get somebody who's smart enough to figure out the physics involved and that weight, uh, getting off the ground and doing that kind of thing in the air, man. Just, so, just from a physical standpoint, I'm just impressed with the way he can move his agility. You know, he was light on his feet. He get off the ground. He was nimble. I mean, just a guy his size that was made. And then a phenomenal dunker on top of that. You know, he would do he would do funky things in a game. You know. You know, during that time, uh, you just didn't do that kind of thing. Because if you missed, you come out of the game. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Zion came up in an era where, you know, you missed, you could still, you could still stay in the game. But, uh, you know, I, I give him the nod as, as the best up in Duke history. Okay, well, what about that poster over Steve Bucknall? You know what? I do remember that. And uh, I think that was in the Dean Dome. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, Papara was a referee called Travel on that dog. Oh. And uh, somebody, somebody sent me the clip years later. And, uh, and uh, so, you know what happened? We're on the break. And I thought I was, when, uh, I think Quinn Snyder made the pass. Yes, sir. I thought I was a little closer to the rim. <laughs> yes, sir. I take off and realize, you know, I have a long way to go. <laughs> I just hope I make it. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, I had enough uh, air time to get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun that night. Yeah, and we got win. I believe that game. I ended up blocking Jeff Lebo's shot mm. at the end of the game to preserve the win. They had one possession under uh, under OB, and they ran a screen. Uh, Ferry was on Bucknall, and I ended up getting switched off of him. And I knew they didn't have a couple seconds to get a shot off. And uh, and uh, I went out, and uh, I was like, he's got to – if he shot fakes, I'm in trouble. But I'm going to block this because I don't think he's got enough time to shot fake and get it off. And so I blocked the shot, we get the win. Fast forward 15 years. I'm sitting in the airport in Chicago waiting on my flight, and uh, I'm in a restaurant. A waitress comes over and says, uh, sir, the gentleman over there bought, uh, bought you this beer. I was like, I was like who, who, who knows I'm here? I look over, it's Jeff Levo. He said, I, I still hadn't forgotten that block. <laughs> I remember it all too well, too. <laughs> all right, Coach G, I'm going to kick it over to you. Well, listen, if I'm not, if I'm, is, was the jersey that you, was it number 21? Correct. All right, That's correct. I, all right I, see, see, Coach Quick, I, it's, it's still burning in my mind. Yes, sir. Uh, and of those great players. So listen, I I've, I've got one I've got one name, uh, Rob, I want you to 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 reflect on. Uh, and here it is. The legendary Ike Walker. Ooh, man. I, uh, I heard this phrase some years ago and it always stuck with me. He said, not Coach Walker, somebody else said this, but he, the the phrase the, the saying goes You've got to be able to see the oak in the acorn. And if you think about that, you know, acorn's not very large, but it produces one of the most powerful trees 
And I, with my days with Coach Walker, I think he saw the oak in the acorn. Wow. Uh, because, you know, a lot of times it wasn't even about basketball. I'd be sitting in class. And he'd say, uh, Mr. Smith, I need to see Robert for a minute. He'd he take me out. He'd take me off campus. And he'd take me, like, uh, he'd take me around town, and he had me talking to people and ripping And he said, hey, listen, I want you to go over here and drop off this flower to this to Miss Johnson, she lost her husband. He was a big Duke fan. I mean, a Duke, a big Eastman fan in a class of whatever Eastman class graduate. And uh, I want you to take this flower, this card to the house, drop it off, and say, "Hey, this is from the basketball team." Uh, sorry about your loss for your husband. Blah blah blah. I mean, he would do stuff like that all the time, all the time. And uh, and uh, you know, I spoke at his funeral. And I told some of those stories. And I said, honestly, I'm surprised I graduated as much as he had me out of class. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, he, he understood that I was going to be doing that kind of thing in my life. And he was trying to get me prepared for that day. Wow. wow. So, uh, Excellent. So, listen, as we start to wrap up, uh, we want to thank our very special guest, Mr. Robert Bricky. Uh, Duke standout on the court, off the court, uh, just one quality human being uh, that understands uh, the process, understands life, understands uh, how to navigate the waters. Uh, so with that, Coach Quick, I'll kick it over to you for uh, closing comments, and then we'll kick it over to Robert. Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Coach Bricky, I just want to say thank you for this time and opportunity that you um, – uh, gave us to be on our show today, um, basketball more than a game. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're absolutely one of the nicest people I've ever come across. And just to be able to play for the legendary Coach K and watch you play was simply amazing. Even through, uh, even though I'm a Tar Heel fan, it was just amazing to see you in that Duke Blue Devil um, uniform. You went to three straight Final Fours under Coach K played with some of the biggest names in the game and your big name is Will. And I just appreciate you. I bid you Godspeed speed and everything that you got going on today. God bless you and your family and may heaven continue to smile upon you. Gentlemen, hey, I'll thank you for your time. Look, this has been fun, man. You, you guys have made me go in the, go in the vault. Remember, um, remember you were in school and you had to find a project and you had to go in the library and do all this research. <laughs> remember, remember, remember microfiche? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I felt like I had to go ahead and dig up some of the stuff from microfiche today, man. It was that's good old memories, man, but uh, uh, but a lot of great memories. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to be around great people. Uh, I've had great coaches. Uh, from my middle school coach, for Buffalo, to Ike Walker, to Coach K. You know, I had folks that always wanted uh, the best for me, and, you know, I try to pay that forward pay that back in my community these, these days. Thank you for you for the opportunity to be on anytime, anytime. Y'all need me to come on, man. I love talking to life. Uh, be, I'd be glad to do it. And, uh, you know, God bless you guys. And best of luck with your show. I hope it just blows up and you can you can do it full time. Well, you know what? Yeah. Hey, 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 Coach Quick, he, he's, he's, reading, uh, he's reading our mail. So we certainly appreciate, uh, we appreciate <laughs> yes. your time and attention. All right, Coach Quick? Yes, sir. Coach Bricky. Coach Bricky, real quick. <laughs> Um, tell us a little bit about what you do now and um, and, and give a little bit of insight um, into, uh, for anybody that's looking for an investment advisor. Uh, okay, yeah. So 
I'm in the financial services industry. Technical title is investment advisor. Um, so I help people manage money. I help people put together financial plans. A lot of times, which will include life insurance and other benefits. Um, we also do employee benefit packages. So the group I work with, uh, we'll put in if, you, if your company needs medical, dental, vision, cancer, hospital indemnity, any hospital indemnity, or any of those products, we, we, we put those in. Uh, so uh, we work with groups. I work with individuals uh, to help people plan because uh, you guys know this now. Uh, if you know, if you think about coaching, if you go, if you just show up to a game and don't have a plan, that really reduces your chance to win. But if yeah. you show up, you've got a plan and you can execute that plan. That that gives you a chance. Yeah. And so I tell uh, anybody I work with financially, I say, look, you gotta have a plan, you gotta execute it. But the most important thing is you gotta start. Uh, you know, because because uh, I'm 54 now, it got hit a lot faster than I wanted it to. But <laughs> and you know what? And you know, and now I'm looking at retirement. So uh, you know, you gotta have a plan and you gotta start. So I help people put plans together, manage money, and, and it, it, that incorporates a lot of different aspects. Can't get into all of it right now, but uh, you know. So yeah, if people want to get a hold of me, uh, you can email me Robert at LPL dot com is an easy way to get a hold of me. Just shoot me an email. If you got questions, I'd be happy to answer. Thank you. Coach Goins, back over to you. Well, listen, Coach Quick, I certainly appreciate uh, you you uh, you allowing us to stop and, and ask that question. Rob, we certainly appreciate uh, you giving us uh, your day-to-day uh, career uh, aspects. And so, folks, please, uh, if uh, Mr. Bricky can help you, you've got that information. So we certainly appreciate your time. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Coach Quick. Get us to the locker room. Yes, sir. For Coach Goins, our special guest, Duke Blue Devils legend, and investment advisor, representative for LPL Financial, Robert Bricky, and for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.